Welcome to The Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed right before our very eyes and exactly as was foretold. Well, thank you for joining us tonight for another edition of The Last Christian Radio Show. We really appreciate it. I'm going to tell you right off the top that this is going to be the most controversial show that we have ever put on our channel. This show is going to shake you up. And the thing is, if you skip any of it, you're going to miss it. I encourage everyone. I don't care what you've got to do to make sure that you hear this production tonight, that you make sure you hear it all. If you don't get the second half of the show, I encourage you to go to www.lastchristian.net. This show is important. If you have small children, I do not recommend that you let them listen or watch this. Again, this is highly controversial. It's completely biblical, 100%. But for some, it may be too intense. So please keep that in mind and use your own parental guidance as we go forward because we're going to be discussing how prophecy, actual prophecy, Matthew 24, 47, is going to be fulfilled, is being fulfilled as I speak to you right now. As was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Now, science has taken a massive step. They are now prepared to play God. And I'm going to prove it. But again, you have to watch the entire thing. If you miss any part of this, it's not going to make sense to you. So please, please keep that in mind as we go forward. With that, my name is J.D. Williams. And I am your host tonight, along with my co-host there in the Dallas and Fort Worth area, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. And Terry, uh, tonight we're going to be revisiting something that both of us experienced back in 2016. It was a prediction. It was literally a prediction that your son made. He made an hour-long presentation and It is all right now coming true right before our very eyes. It's available right now, and it is man playing God. It is science versus the Bible. It is prophecy fulfillment. So with that, I'll let you say a couple of words, and then we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Well, Terry, it would help, I guess, if I turned you on. There you go. (laughs) Now, Now you're on. Go ahead. You're going to hate this. I said to you two words. <laughs> T.W.O. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. All right. right. Now roll. then, again, what we're going to be discussing tonight is is scientific. Is this something that you can go, you can go research this for yourself. This is in science right now. It is the fulfillment of prophecy, and it is a trigger for the last days. It is literally a trigger. So I want everyone to pay close attention. Now, before we get there, I want to add on to it a little bit because there are things going on in the world right now that need to be heard because they also play a part in the fact that we are very near the rapture. If you are not saved, you need to get on the stick. And I mean right now, 
because things are happening very, very quickly. Now, these are really short clips, but they also present a part of what we need to talk about. So here's the first one. Audio clip, about 30 seconds. Listen to this. Multiple strong aftershocks have been felt across Turkey and Syria for hours after the first quake, including a severe quake measuring magnitude 7.5. Thousands of people have been killed and tens of thousands more injured after a powerful magnitude 7.8 earthquake struck Turkey and Syria early Monday. Officials continue to update the death toll as rescue efforts continue. Michael Varner reporting. That is your earthquakes in various places, okay, except this one is, is very, very close to Israel. So that is significant. Keep that in mind. Let's move right along. Like I said, we got a lot to cover. Europe imposed a ban on Russian diesel fuel and other refined oil products, slashing energy dependency on Moscow and seeking to further crimp the Kremlin's fossil fuel earnings as punishment for invading Ukraine. The ban comes along with a price cap agreed by the group of seven allied democracies. The goal is allowing Russian diesel fuel to keep flowing to countries like China and India and avoiding a sudden price rise that would hurt consumers worldwide while reducing the profits funding Moscow's budget and war. Okay, now that is Russia losing money, and we know that Israel has lots of oil. So here's an incentive. Okay, here is an incentive. That is the booty that is called, uh, called for uh, in Matthew 24, which will, of course, uh, I'm sorry, in Ezekiel 38 and 39, which uh, will draw Russia into Israel. Okay, so keep that one in mind, too, and we're going to keep going. Ukraine's defense minister expressed confidence that Western allies would agree to the country's latest weapons request, warplanes to fight off Russian forces that invaded nearly one year ago. So far, Ukraine has won support from Baltic nations and Poland in its quest to obtain Western fighter jets. But several Western leaders have expressed concern that providing warplanes could provoke the Kremlin and draw their countries deeper into the conflict, which has cost tens of thousands of lives and wreaked massive destruction. Harry Michaels and, reporting. And this is happening all over the world. As uh, countries are uh, beginning to send more arms into the Ukraine, yes, it is making Russia mad. And Russia is going to strike back. I guarantee it. So this is something that is war, rumor of war. It's coming, and it's coming very quickly. One more clip, and then we're going to get into exactly what we were talking about. Pope Francis and top Presbyterian ministers together denounced the criminalization of homosexuality on Sunday and said gay people should be welcomed by their churches. The three Christian leaders spoke out on LGBTQ rights during an unprecedented joint airborne news conference returning home from South Sudan, where they took part in a three-day pilgrimage to try to nudge the young country's peace process forward. Okay, now in the United States, there is no criminality for homosexuality or LGBTQ. As a matter of fact, it's given preference. If you don't believe that, start following the news a little bit. But here's the deal as far as the churches go. There is no church that I know of, no biblical church that I know of, that does not allow someone who is gay from going into church. Now, they may say you can't walk in with your partner holding hands if you are of the same sex or sit close together with your arms around each other, okay, well, that's just common courtesy, in my opinion. But we do not in any way in any church say, if you're gay, you can't be in our congregation. You can't be a member of a, of a Bible-believing church. You can't be baptized into a Bible-believing church if you are uh, professing yourself to be gay, homosexual, LGBTQ, 
ABC plus Z, whatever, but you are welcome in church. God loves everyone. Real quick thought on that, Terry, and then we're going to get into this science becoming God. Jesus died and rose for sinners, all of us. Uh, he doesn't want us to continue there. He wants us to come out of that. And uh, But he does start there. And so you can go to any church that's preaching the gospel, go forward, accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. And Jesus will take over your life, and he will help you to find the path to get away from sin. Uh, Amen. But, uh, you know. Amen. And just to be clear, we're not being <clears throat> judgmental toward uh, anyone who has the feelings of homosexuality or that is a member of the LGBTQ uh, community. We're not judging you at all. However, we've got to also make it very clear that the Bible says that is sin. So mm -hmm. if you don't believe that, look it up, okay? Just go to the Bible, and I encourage you to go to church. Now, here we go. We're going to get into this right now. It is going to take us the whole show to go through it. I have taken clips from a presentation that, and now this was early in my video career, Terry, very, very early. This is a, a church that I was doing a video for uh, back in 2016. Your son Daniel appeared. He gave this presentation. It was an hour long, and I have taken just a few clips from it. They're not long clips, uh, but mm -hmm. I have taken just a few clips from it, and then we can discuss each thing as we go along. Again, I strongly encourage you, please, please watch the entire presentation or you will miss the point of this. You won't be able to understand it if you if you skipped, skip around, okay? It won't make sense unless you watch the whole thing. So here's the first one. This is Genesis 6, explaining Genesis 6. Listen to this. Starting right off, I believe that Genesis 6 is the Rosetta Stone for understanding the Bible. I believe that it has past implication and historical and contextual. That it actually has a basis in which we can be able to discern uh, why things happen and why God allowed certain things to happen. That it has didactic implication pertaining to doctrine. That it has a teaching tool that actually will help us to understand the word more thoroughly. And that thirdly, it has prophetic implication. The reason being because Jesus himself said that, but as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. What this means is that Jesus is talking about, of course, his return. And that the days of Noah, there's something happening in them that is going to happen again, that happened once before. So the question, of course, is we have to establish what the days of Noah are and what they include and how that pertains to prophecy. So what comes to mind when you think about Noah? Something along this, these lines, yeah? Something like this? Something like this, hopefully not that. Happens, yeah, unfortunately. Whenever people discuss Noah in the Bible, the conversation is always about the ark. And what many people may be surprised to find out is that Noah actually lived for 900 years. One of many, the first generation of human beings that lived for many, many years. And the ark, while it's an important piece of history, important piece of biblical history, it's a very small part of his life. So now we need to figure out what else was going on in Noah's day that Jesus felt was so important for us to key on. So let's take a look at the text. So in Genesis chapter 6, starting in verse 1, it says, And it came to pass, when man began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives, all of which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came unto the daughters of men, 
and they bore children to them. The same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. Okay, now, again, I told you that this is going to be highly controversial. And we're going to start off right away with highly controversial. And that is what he just read there and what the Bible states very clearly if you really read the text in context is that fallen angels came to the earth and had sexual relations with earthly women and the product of that were giants or mutants or whatever you want to call them, but they were not completely human beings. Am I reading that and stating that correctly, Mr. Farley? Bingo. Okay. So, Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Now, again, that's highly controversial. I understand that. I really do. And I encourage you to go to Genesis 6 and read it for yourself. There is no other possible explanation for it. None at all. But Daniel goes ahead and he, he talks about it in a little more detail. So let's listen to this next clip. So when the Hebrew men is Ha'adam, sons of Adam, so the human race, this is men in general. When men begin to multiply in general, sons of God is the phrase Baneha Elohim, which means the begotten of God. Bene is actually the word for child, um, but the idea in context is to be brought forth, to be begotten, so you are begotten of. Daughters of men, Benoit Ha Adam, daughters of human men, so these are women in general, it's not some subcategory specific. Now the word giants is translated Nephilim, this is where it gets a little tricky because the word Nephilim doesn't mean giants specifically, it's actually a term for fallen ones, that's where we get our Hebrew word or English word fallen from, the Nephilim. Mighty men, however, is translated ha-giborim, and giborim is the Hebrew word for giant. So when we put these together, we begin to see a very odd picture being established, which is that men multiplied, they had daughters, and that a group of Beneha Elohim, whoever they were, took these human women, married them, and through the course of that marriage and union, begot what are referred to as giants. Distinction is important again for David's monument. So I got for visual aid, we got a gabar here, a warrior, got a yak right there for scales, so you can clear that, and a gaborin, a giant. So these are clear distinctions that the Bible is making that the sons of God, when they intermingled with humans, their offspring was superhuman. It was not human at all. And that's what was actually going on in Noah's day. This is the reason that God flooded the earth. It wasn't because he hated us. It isn't because he's a maniacal monster. It's not because he's against us for our sin. He loves us. He sent his son Jesus to die for us. So this is not God being a monster. He sent the flood as a destruction on the creation of these fallen angels. Genesis 6.5 And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Noah's world was a nightmare. And this was accomplished through the genetic alteration or corruption, i.e. of the image of God, which is our biological image. This is accomplished through chromosome information. Your chromosomes are what determine everything about you. So inside of my dinucleic acid, my double helix, there's information that says Daniel's going to have brown curly hair, he's going to have brown eyes, he's going to be at about 5'11", 6 foot, you know, on my driver's license. And through that information, I'm able to be determined at birth. And I'm not going to be able to go beyond those parameters. 
But if you were able to change the information, either through editing my genes or if I had a parent with different genomes from the ones my parents gave me, I would come out taller, shorter, different eye color, different hair color. All those are changes that are given from the parents. So it was the introduction of what I would call the AQ or angel queer chromosome that brought about the actual physical change. That's why the Nephilim were superhumans, because they had relations or they had uh, biological information from their mother, who was human, but information from their father, who was angelic. Okay, again, what he did there is point out what I just, what I just stated, that uh, you had the fallen angels that came down, and it basically you have half-humans, you have hu mutants, you have uh, giants, whatever you want to call them. But uh, this was something that Satan did, and we'll get into more explanation on that as we continue as to why Satan took these steps. But this is why uh, the Lord flooded the earth. It's very, very, very simple. Uh, he had to eliminate this, and of course, uh, you know, there's other areas of where, where you'll see it crop up again, unfortunately, but this was the reason, and the very first escape offered to humanity was the ark, Noah's ark, and you can make fun of it if you want to, but it is biblical. There was an ark, and it that ark did transport Noah and his family along with uh, a pair of each animal aboard that ark. And the Lord, of course, uh, God promised us that he would never flood the earth again. And he's not going to. He's going to rain fire next time. But uh, um, Terry, do you have any, anything that you'd like to say on this so far? Or you want me to just keep moving here? Yeah, just keep moving because there are thoughts I'm having, but I don't know if you've covered them in your clips, so I want to reserve any. Okay. Yeah, Terry and I had no pre-show today. We really didn't. We got right into this. So uh, he has no idea what I have here other than the fact that he sat through the same presentation I do, so he knows what's in it. Um, now, I want to make a statement before I play this next clip. Again, I'm not being judgmental. We are not being judgmental of the LGBTQ plus community. We are not being judgmental of anyone um, who considers themselves to be homosexual, gay, whatever you want to call it. But this all does play into uh, Satan's plan, his initial plan. So let's listen to the next clip. This was the uh, National Geographic cover of January 2017, the gender revolution, talking about the transgender movement and all of this. I want to make a statement about this before we get into this any further. I believe that this is actually a very deep part of the agenda of the elitists. I do not believe that the majority of people caught up in the transgender movement, those who have the feelings, those who, who are pursuing that are a part of this. I don't think they're the ones pushing this. But I do think that the elitists, a very small group of people who do not believe in our God and do not follow Jesus, are utilizing this movement as a stepping stone to something worse, something that is malevolent, something that will destroy us. And that's actually revealed to us in the very next issue, this was three months later, by National Geographic. Transhumanism. The intention of Genesis 6 was to bring about a change 
Satan's desire was to alter the human genome. He had a different purpose back then. We remember back in Genesis chapter 3 that God declared that he was going to send a Messiah, a human Savior, who was going to come through the line of Eve to deliver mankind out of the bonds of sin. And with that delivery would also come a destruction. Satan's head was going to get crushed. Satan didn't like this. This wasn't good news for him. So the plan between him and his fallen ones was, well, God's a good guy. He plays by the rules. If I can destroy the human genome and corrupt humanity, then a human savior can never be born. And if the human Messiah can never come into the world, then God loses checkmate, I win. That was the plan. And that's the reason that God chose Noah and his family. Now the intention now, Jesus saying that as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be, is to bring about a different change. Because the Bible prophesies in Revelation that Satan is going to be given dominion over this earth for seven years. That he is going to rule as the beast, the Antichrist. And the Antichrist doesn't want to be looking at a bunch of followers that look like his enemy. So his intention is to change that. From the Imago Dei into what I've coined myself as the Imago Satanus, the image of Satan. Transgenderism and the X-Men. This connection between the two was necessary because if you start off by talking about changing chromosomes and genomes and altering people and turning them into half-hybrid beast monster things, people are going, whoa, okay, hold on, they're, they're not going to go for it. But very strategically, every one of the steps leading up to this has happened. So the beginning of this was the sexual revolution, the concept that you know we're just going to be free, free love, that we can just do whatever we want and there's no consequences. The second of which was the introduction of the homosexual movement, the idea that we want to uh, have sex and define it the way that we're going to do things. This is how we're choosing uh, to do things and to, to allow for changes to the order as it stands. The third was to change our actual biology, which is, okay, we're going to change how we have sex. We're going to change our, our, our physical organs. We're going to become something that we were not originally intended to be. And the fourth step is transhumanism. Since we're here already, why don't we just become post-human? Why don't we leave humanity behind altogether and become something totally different? Okay. Now, again, I want to emphasize that we're not being judgmental in any way of people that uh, are of the LGBTQ community, uh, any, uh, anyone in the, in the gay community. Um, but what Daniel is talking about there is that science has been moving forward in an attempt to do what Satan did in Genesis 6, and that is to alter our human body, to make us different. And science has now evolved to a point where we are staring it in the face. Now, if you don't get the second half of this show tonight. I urge you again, please go to www.lastchristian.net to get the whole thing. Listen to the entire show very, very carefully because in the second half of the show, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you exactly how close we are, as in we are there in modifying, changing, the human body, and when you add into that the abortion that is going on in the United States right now, that reduces population, correct? You have suicide. You have 
actually governments, Canada being uh, among the, the biggest, that are urging people and actually paying them or at least um, making it possible for them to commit suicide with the government's urging, with the government's approval. Again, reducing the human population. So if you can reduce the human population and at the same time create a new type of person, then you basically are taking God away from the world. You are transforming the world not from what God created and not of what God intends, but instead you are moving toward a world that does take the next step, the next evolution, if you will, and create creatures for Satan and not humans for the Lord. Terry, we only have about two minutes. You see how fast this goes. So uh, if you want to have, uh, if you have a comment on that, please do. Yeah, I'm just going to urge people to please give us the second half. Uh, come on in. And uh, because you want to see the whole uh, story laid out. Right. Um, it's, you know, and I don't want to ruin anything. I just want to continue. I think you're doing a great job, Joe. And I, I'm just appreciating it. And I think it's so sorely needed uh, in this world to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, the reason for uh, Genesis 6 and the whole thing was if, if you understand what uh, Daniel is teaching here, you're going to understand why God was doing everything. He, he's not an angry God. He would have them go in and kill men, women, children, and animals. And you say, well, what in the world did the animals do? That's what I asked. Well, right. why were the animals? They're not because they too were corrupted. Absolutely. And that's where we're going. That's where we're going. Come on back, folks. Yeah, and I'm going to be reporting from the Wall Street Journal from 60 Minutes and even from the Nobel Prize Committee. Believe it or not, this is happening. It's happening right now. I encourage you, find the show if you don't get it. For those stations that are uh, leaving us at this point, Again, I encourage your listeners to please find us, www.lastchristian.net, for the second half of the show. For everyone else, we'll be back in just a moment with the second half of the internationally syndicated Last Christian Radio Show. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the internationally syndicated Last Christian Radio Show. Terry, um, what we did in the first half was to let people know what is coming. And I'm going to, before I play any more of Daniel's clips, I'm, I'm going to explain this to people. This came up this weekend. I got... You know how you get spam mailings? You know, somebody will send you something. Well, this came from an investment group, okay? It was an investment group. And, you know, um, the title caught my opinion, um, caught, caught my attention. It's the only reason I even read the silly thing, okay? And I'm, I'm going to read you just the headline, what caught my attention, and then you, you get an idea. 
It says it's a $75 billion market. Now that's from Investors Business Daily. Now here's here's the key line. This is the one that will that will really get you. Scientists believe new breakthrough could cut and paste disease from your body. The Wall Street Journal report it's transforming medicine. 60 Minutes said it's revolutionizing the search for new drugs. And the Nobel Prize Committee, it's the holy grail of medicine. So what could be so dramatic? What could make such a huge change? And here I'm going to introduce it for the first time. It's something that, again, this is happening now. This is already in an, it's already in existence. It's already there and it's already being used. Pay close attention to this. The way this is actually going to physically play out is through a program called CRISPR. Has anybody, anybody heard about that? No? CRISPR was developed in the 1990s as a gene editing tool. It uses a protein called Cas9. What Cas9 does is it's kind of like a, a biological librarian. It reads your chromosomes. And through this process, this is how your body is able to compare certain genome structures and guard against disease. So when you get the flu shot, you're injected with a small strain of the virus. Cas9 goes into your system and then begins to compare the disease with all your different chromosomes to see how best to deal with this. And it then copies the disease and creates an antivirus for it. That's how your body is able to fight the flu once it comes back. But this process can be inverted, changed, so that not only can Cas9 search for things to fight against, it can actually cut and destroy and edit genes out of your own body. And that's what they're doing now. CRISPR is being used to edit genomes. They've already demonstrated that they can do this in mice. They took mice and who had HIV and various other diseases and they completely removed them from the mice using Cas9. Because your genomes have the power to do that. They demonstrated in a group of mice that with the genome G, uh, growth differentiation factor A, GDF8, they're able to increase the size and strength of the mice. They can actually create what are called super mice. And all of these alterations are what they're intending to do. They actually made mention of this in a recent film. There was a, a, a comic book sort of a, a video game film that came out called Rampage. It's about a bunch of monsters that destroy a city. And they make reference to the fact that these things were created through CRISPR, which is a real system they're using in laboratories all over the United States right now. In 2015, they announced that they created a pig-human chimera hybrid here in the United States. This was on Fox News, Krauthammer announced this and talked about how this is what we're doing now. This is what the United States is engaging in. That they were creating hybrids. And then, of course, the law is that you're supposed to destroy a hybrid if you create one in the laboratory after so many months or so many weeks of having grown to term. But I'm sure in a world full of sinful, wicked people, that's not being obeyed. So, what do we take from this? What I believe wholeheartedly is that this passage is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. That the way the beast is actually going to take control of the planet is to alter, alter humanity and offer them a separate way of salvation. 
to tell the world we don't have to worry about Jesus' heaven and we certainly don't have to go to hell. All we have to do is alter our genomes. The ones that tell us to die, tell us to age, tell us to get sick, we'll just cut those out and we will change ourselves. And through this transformation, we will evolve. We will become gods. And we won't have to worry about judgment. This is the lie. This is the deception. It's so grand and so provocative and so unbelievably ridiculous that it says, even if not for the Holy Spirit, even the elect would be deceived. Because it's not going to be presented as a religion or a false belief or a false narrative about Jesus. It's simply the medical answer to your problems. You want to stop hurting? We'll just cut your gene out. You want to stop aging? We'll just get rid of that too. Maybe we'll add some genes to you. Since we can edit your genes, maybe we'll take information from a jellyfish or a sea turtle that can live for 120 years on lifespan. We'll add that into your DNA. And then you won't have to worry about death for a really long time. And by that point, we'll have made more advancements and more and more. It's postponing the judgment. It's the plan of humanity to rebel against their creator instead of just bowing and submitting to their Savior who has given his life, his blood, and his flesh for them to live. Because he loves them. Because he loves us. Jesus' intention is to give us eternal life in a kingdom. In Revelation, it speaks about the kingdom of God being a place where there's no suffering, no death, no disease, no pain, no sorrow. It's perfect. It's bliss. And Jesus wants to give that to everybody. It says in Revelation that every tribe and tongue will be represented in heaven. Everybody on earth will have a representation of their culture singing to the Lamb, worthy, worthy is the Lamb who is slain. This is the fulfillment of that prophecy where Jesus said, as in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Okay, now, here, it's, I, I want to emphasize again, this is a real system. It's being used right now. And again, I got this thing over the weekend that's calling, it's asking for investors it's, it's actually saying, okay, we're, we're ready to go. We want to do this right now. Uh, we feel the world is ready. So we're now we're seeking investors for this. Now, there's going to be people all over the world that are going to think that this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Science has just mm -hmm. solved their problem. And they no longer have to even think about God. Because now, science has made it to where either they're going to live for a very long time, and I'm talking, you know, like back in the early days of the Bible where people were living for hundreds of years. Well, science is to the point now where they believe they can do that. And people are going to eat this up. Imagine getting rid of your cancer. You don't, okay, this, that's great. That's a wonderful thing. I'm glad that, I'm glad that, that you're rid of your cancer. But you're also surrendering to Satan at the same time. That's my opinion now, okay? Because you shouldn't be making any modifications to DNA. But that's where we're at, Terry. What were your impressions of this CRISPR system? Let me jump ahead just a touch. Go. In Revelation, in the back part of the tribulation on the last three and a half years, God is sending all kinds of judgments to the people of the world. Right. And guess what happens? People are being attacked by these, whatever they are, I'm not going to go there. And they're being attacked. And it says, but they not, are not able. They even try to kill themselves, commit suicide, but they are not able to die. Right. Why wouldn't yeah. they? Why wouldn't they be able to die? Right. 
Right. Well, you know that's uh, that that could be that could be any number of reasons. Number one of them, God says no. You know, would would be my would be my number one go to on that. But uh, you know, I want you to. I hate to say it this way, but you know, I want you to suffer. It's 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 more yeah. like. Um, no, no, you know, no, no. They're the ones making the choice. Well, I agree. Saying, yeah, I agree. I don't, you yeah. Know. That's the reason I said I didn't want to. Say, I, I didn't really want to say it the yeah. way you know, the way I said it. But um, uh, what I'm trying to say is God's in control. He's always in control. Yes. So you know, sure. uh, it's it's a decision there as far as that that part goes. But again, we're there, people. We are at the point now to where science is going to be able to present to people the opportunity to get rid of disease. Imagine never having a cold again, Terry, or you know, not not yeah. get not oh. getting the flu. You don't have to worry about cancer. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about Alzheimer's. You don't have to worry about any of that. Science, COVID, COVID, yeah, COVID, science fixed it. <laughs> well, any any of the pestilence, you know, anything. Well, what what I'm saying that's it, on the minds of people. So yeah, anyway. but what I'm saying is this: this is across the board. This is everything. Mm-hmm. That's okay? right. You that's you right. think of think about. Uh, any any type of disease that that you mm-hmm. might ever have, any, ever experience, a headache, migraines, mm-hmm. uh, your sore mm-hmm. muscles. I mean, you know, at my age, I get up and I crinkle, crackle in the morning. You know, I yeah, yeah, all you kinds. And me. Okay, well, all that science fixed it, Terry. Science fixed <laughs> it. Okay, did you hear him talking about jellyfish and and sea turtles yeah. and stuff like that? Okay, those creatures have a very long life, right? Very, very long life. Science fixed it for you. Okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be something that's going to be so attractive to the world that if you don't believe in in God and you strictly believe in science. That you're mm-hmm. going to think again that this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. You're going to buy right into this. You know, he made one statement there, which I agree with. If not for the Holy Spirit, even the elect would be fools. Yeah. Okay. Go That's ahead. right. Amen. Go ahead, Terry. I was just going. I was just going to say uh, these. Uh, this, this whole thing about uh, living forever. Uh, but you know what the real spin on it is? If you get in on the ground floor and invest. You're gonna really make tons of money, oh, yeah. so that when you live, so when you live forever, you're gonna have money to spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, um, you know, again, that's a selling point. This thing shocked me. When you know, I mean, I, I was there in 2016. That, by the way, to give full credit here, again, um, that's Daniel Farley, and we've got. I got one more clip for him, but anyway. That was Daniel Farley. It was presented at Oats Drive Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas back in 2016. And mm-hmm. when Daniel uh, did this, I know I was shocked when I heard it. And I was like, well, I wonder if that's really going to play out that way, you know, whatever. And, you know, um, maybe, you know, I, I wasn't sure. I'll just put it that way. I wasn't sure where this was going to go. So when I got this mailing this weekend asking me to invest in this system, um, all that kicked back in. So I went back and I looked at, I went back and listened to the entire Days of Noah broadcast that uh, Daniel did back in 2016. And I said, you know what? Science is now to the point where it is saying we are now ready 
we are now fully prepared to play God. And this, again, emphasizes Genesis 6, as in the days of Noah. Mm -hmm. Again, the fallen angels came down in an attempt to change genetics in such a manner to where Jesus Christ would never be uh, able to save humanity. Well, you know, mm -hmm. God said, no, that ain't going to happen. And uh, he flooded mm -hmm. the earth and he got rid of all these mutants. Now, mm -hmm. as, uh, as Daniel has presented, now science is ready again to do exactly the same thing. But, you know, the, the purpose is different this time. The first time it was to prevent any type of salvation. Now it's to eradicate the human race and change it into the image of Satan instead of the image of God. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts, Terry? Yeah, it uh, again, the whole final key is Satan wanting to destroy. He wants to set, it says in Isaiah chapter 14, he wants to set his throne above God's throne. Mm. You know, he may keep, keep God around as a puppy dog, uh, but that's, that's his view. Okay. Right. He right. doesn't say he's going to get rid of him. He's going to be above him. Right. You see, that's what he thinks. That's his plan. That's his plan. Yeah. But, his, but this second plan is going to work out just as well as the per first plan did. We know that. Yeah. We know yeah. that. But this is a warning. Look, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, you better do it. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm really not. That's not the purpose here. But if you want to go to heaven, there is only one way. Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. He makes that clear. The Bible makes that clear. So if you are going to put your eternal future in the hands of science, you are making a horrendous mistake. And I say that factually based on Scripture. Okay, that's mm -hmm. my position, and I will never change that position, ever. Mm -hmm. All right, I've got one last mm -hmm. clip. One last clip from Daniel, and then we'll discuss this all the way down to the end of the show. But this, this kind of wraps it up. Let's listen to this. In the book of Daniel, chapter 2, verses 43 through 45, it talks about how the kingdoms of the earth are going to gather together to create a one-world government under the beast. And then there's this very interesting part where it says that they will mingle their seed with the seed of men. But the two will not cling together and there will be war between them. Now, I don't know how to be more explicit than that, but if there's a group of beings aside from humanity and they're going to link their seed to us, the real question is who in the world could the Bible be talking about? And Genesis 6 tells us clearly the fallen ones, the fallen angels who tried this plan before, and they're going to try it again because Satan doesn't have a new trick. But if we are not aware of this, and we don't retain this information, we don't open the scriptures to see what the Bible has said, then we will be unable to reach the masses with this message, who will fall victim to it, who will believe it. Forsaking the truth, they will believe a lie. And so that's why I wanted to share this all with you guys and to give you an opportunity to hear this um, Maybe some of you for the first time. It's an exciting thing. It's an amazing story. 
God is not a monster. He's not a maniac. When God sends Joshua into the land of Canaan to destroy it, He says, the men, women, and children kill everything. He's not talking about people. The Hebrew is male, female, and offspring. He's talking about Nephilim, giants. God is not a maniacal maniac. He doesn't murder people because they don't listen to Him. In fact, it says in Romans that He is long-suffering toward those who will not ultimately receive Him, that they're going to reject Him no matter what, and yet He is long-suffering in patience toward those who rebel. Because our God does love. He is holy. He is righteous. And He will judge, but He loves us. And He will give everyone every opportunity to repent, to call upon the name of the Lord, and we shall be saved. And... Again, one last time, I'm going to go back to this article that I had previously. These are some of the things that it's hyping, okay, that, that, that they can help you with. Autism, um, cystic fibrosis, skin cancer, Crohn's disease, Down syndrome, hemophilia, Parkinson's disease, colon cancer, breast cancer, retinitis, lung cancer, congenital blindness, heart attacks, diabetes, liver disease, leukemia. If science can fix that, I guarantee you that you're going to have people lining up in the millions to take care of this. Right? Mm-hmm. And when Absolutely. they do that, when they do that, they become a mutant. They are no longer a human because they have changed what God created and that's the reason that it's important that we talk about this today because this is happening right now again they're calling for investors if you want to invest in this and make some money well this is your shot this is your shot i'm not going to you know I'm, i am not going to tell you where to find it okay i'm not going to do that i'm not going to play that game i feel like i would be playing for satan if i did that But I'm telling you that it exists. It's out there. And the only way that you're going to go to heaven is to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you deviate your DNA, I don't know if you can be saved after that or not. I really don't know. And I'm saying that as an honest question. I really don't know because you have changed yourself from a human into a mutant. You have changed how God actually the inner the inner workings you know you've, you've changed yourself you've you're no longer who god created you're something else so i'm not sure that you can go to heaven maybe, maybe you can give me some i mean you're a bible scholar tell me is it possible you tell me well i'm i'm a bible student um but uh, you know what uh, the truth is joel i don't know i will say this there's a, it says in chapter 13 of Revelation that uh, the Antichrist is going to create a mark, the mark of the beast. And the Bible teaches specifically, and there are good preachers on many sides of this discussion, uh, but some of them say, well, you can receive the mark. Some of the famous ones, the rich ones, the powerful ones, they say you can receive the mark and still go to heaven. The Bible is very clear. Right. There's, no stu- there's no stuttering. If you take the mark of the beast, you're lost. Right. Uh, you, I don't care what you do or say. That's it. You don't take the mark. But outside of that, uh, as far as getting things changed in your body, uh, that I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm not a, a scientist. And by the way, let me say a word for science. 
The science that these people are backing is not good science. If it was good science, it would result in good. And when I say good, I'm not talking about good for the better majority. I'm talking about good in terms of God's word. And when it goes against God's word, whatever it is you're doing, it's wrong. It's sin. Well, you know, uh, after listening to you, I'm going to change my opinion and say, yeah, you can be saved even after you do that. Okay? Because as you said, um, the mark of the beast is really the, that's the defining thing where you, you kind of, you, you give up. You, know, you, you that's surrend- the cutoff. Yeah. yeah. You, you surrender to Satan. And uh, I don't, I don't uh, believe that this particular thing here is the mark of the beast because it, the Bible is also yeah. specific uh, forehead yeah. and right hand. So uh, this, yeah. you know, this uh, is involves the entire body, but mm-hmm. it still doesn't change the fact that you become a mutant. Okay, I yeah, mean, it, it's it still doesn't. Not good. It, yeah. it, it doesn't change that. And you know, you heard uh, Daniel mention, and again, highly controversial tonight. I understand that. I really do. But you you heard him you heard him say that that the seed of these mutants would not work with humankind. In other words, you would have you got to self you have to self mutate. You know, you're not going to be able to um, have kids or whatever. I guess at, at least that's the way I understood. Yeah. Did, did you understand yeah. it that way? No, no. What I got understood was what he was saying, and I don't understand how this works. Okay. But he said they will they will be together like it says in Dan the book of Daniel. They will be mixed like mud and iron, and okay. they will not you know they won't congeal. They won't mix. Okay. How well, how that is carried out, I don't know. Okay. Well, and, uh, mix. Yeah, would, wouldn't that wouldn't that be the birth process, or or am I? No, 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 no. That's okay. not. That's separate. Yeah, no. Okay. So I no, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, if you know, that could be the birth process. It could be that they wouldn't be able to procreate. Right. Um, okay. But I don't know. Yeah. Again, that's way out there, and and there are too many possibilities. So I leave that alone. What's important is, do you know Jesus? If you know Jesus, and you don't know anything else, you're still going to heaven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's the key is Jesus. All right. Now, I told you all when we got started that this was going to be highly controversial. And I know it. I know it is. I know I'm going to probably get a lot of blowback for this for this presentation tonight. And that's okay. But I want you to understand that this is real. It's really happening. It's happening right now. Science is doing this. They have been told not to. But now we're to a point where the society is so wide open that, you know, all bets are off. We're, we're, now, we're now down to the point where they are calling for investment into exactly what they said shouldn't happen. And it is, I believe, the fulfillment of the Matthew 24 prophecy. And now we get into what's important. And that is that just as there was a first escape with Genesis 6 prophecy and that escape for very few was the ark. Now we are looking Matthew 24 prophecy right in the face. And this is the opportunity. This is the second and final 
escape for humanity, and that is called the rapture of the church. Now, you heard me early in the program. I played for you the news clips that show us the rumors of wars, the earthquakes. Terry mentioned the pestilences such as COVID-19. And now, here we have Satan's final attempt to take over humanity by actually scientifically changing the human body into not the image of God, but the image of Satan. And when you put all of this together, there is no other conclusion, in my opinion, than we are looking the rapture right in the face. Terry, you got two minutes, and I know you got a lot to say about it. Go ahead. Well, yeah, any moment it's going to happen. Um, and uh, don't look to tomorrow and forget about yesterday. Where are you right now? Because that's when he's going to come in. He's mm -hmm. going to come into your and mine right now, and he's going to take us out of here. Now, let me say this about people. If you miss the rapture and you go into the tribulation, you can still get saved. The gospel is going to be preached. However, Amen. at the same time, at the same time, even though you are, you can get saved, the problem is going to be you are going to suffer horribly in the tribulation and in all likelihood be martyred. So it's not going to be a good deal. But no. please, if you if you hear this and see this after the tribulation has started, accept Jesus right now. Don't wait. Don't, Don't wait. wait a second. Don't wait. But right. uh, but again, I'm recommending you get the bus that's going out of town first, and that's yeah. the rapture. Yeah, catch you know, that last train. Yeah, so, and it anyway. is it. It is the last chance, and the rapture can happen at any time. Everything that uh, has needed to happen, according to Scripture, has happened. So we're we're only now waiting for that event. We're told to anticipate it, and I am now in greater anticipation than I have ever been in my entire life with all of this coming together the way that it is coming together and you're watching the events in the world unfold at warp speed faster than ever in the course of human history it's not going to get better if you have not accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior please do so simply ask god for forgiveness tell him that you know you're a sinner that you know that jesus christ died for you on the cross that he rose after the third day from the tomb that he was seen by over 500 people. He ascended to heaven to be with the Father, and he did that after telling us that he's going to come back for his church first, for those who believe in him. And at the shout of Jesus Christ, all of us who are Christian, living or dead, are going to join him in the air. We're going to go to heaven with him, and we're going to stay there while the earth suffers through seven years of tribulation, and then we're going to follow Jesus back to earth to get rid of it to get rid of Satan and to end it, unfortunately not forever, for a thousand years, and then we'll, then we'll really end it. But please, mm -hmm. pray a prayer of salvation. Please, please, please pray that prayer in mm -hmm. your own words. It doesn't have to be any other way. And if you do, you will be saved. And you just might be the last Christian that we're looking for, that last individual that says in Jesus' name, and the next person that they see looking him right in the eye is Jesus Christ along with all of us who are right there with you. Now, I don't know if we're going to be, if, I don't know if we're going to have another show, Terry. I really don't. I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, things right now, are, uh, it's gotten to the point where 
I am truly curious as as to whether or not you know we will be given an, another another opportunity. Um, but if so, remember to join us every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, or maybe on other times. Who knows? Wherever you're listening to <laughs> us, right. wherever That's you're right. listening to us, we're happy to have you, and we look forward to seeing you again. And until then, for Terry Farley, my name is J.D. Williams, and we want to wish each and every one of you a wonderful night, day, week. But you better do it quick, because you never know. You just might, you just might be running up against the rapture. Good night, everybody, Amen. and God bless you, each and every one.